Welcome to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast with David Pulsini from Six Point Financial Partners. In this podcast, find your path towards a brighter financial future with David as your guide as he helps individuals, educators, and healthcare professionals explore ways they can build wealth while minimizing risk using a multifaceted, comprehensive approach to personal finance. Are you ready to take the first step towards a brighter financial tomorrow? Let's get started. All right, let's dive right in, folks. Marshall Scheid joins us today to talk about who he serves, why he works with these folks, how he helps them, and more. Marshall, how are you? I'm doing well, Dave. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So the reason I wanted to get right into it is because these awesome people that you help are busy, and you say that they're busy. Uh, They don't have time for me to do a 12-minute intro, (laughs) and they are medical salespeople, right? Yeah, no, you got it. Okay. And they are busy. It's kind of why I like them so much. <laughs> there we go. So a lot of people say they're busy. You know what I'm saying? But there are people that are actually busy out there. <laughs> a little dig at some people. It sounds like Marshall. But anyway, <laughs> uh, one thing I want to point out before I turn this over to Marshall is the importance of specializing in financial planning within a specific group or a niche. And this is the same for when medical salespeople do their job, right? You, they have a niche. You don't see someone who's selling devices to help back surgeons to a general practitioner, right? Like, so it's kind of the same thing in our world. When advisors specialize, we are able to identify common problems, the common pain points, how these folks want to be communicated with. I think that's a big one, especially if they're busy. We can identify trends in their industry. And uh, sometimes we can even help make connections between folks and a lot more, but I'll stop there. So I want to ask Marshall a couple questions. And uh, Marshall, let's just start with this. Why... Why do you work with medical sales folks? How much can you take out of your current investments and never run out of money? When is the absolute best time to take social security? Are you 100% confident in your investment strategy? Are you paying too much in taxes? Why? If something were to happen to you today, what would they find? If you are doubting any of this and would like a second opinion or to review these items, along with many more, feel free to reach out to us. You can visit us at www.sixpointsfp.com or email us at info at sixpointfp.com. Back to the show. That's a good question. I, I don't, it wasn't like an intentional thing either. It was just kind of one of those things where um, I kind of looked at my clients one day. And I was like, who do I really, really enjoy working with? And they all kind of had that in common, but I got... I got kind of turned on to it because my my wife has a really good family friend actually who who had their own um, medical device sales company and they were just awesome people and they obviously did very well for themselves so they were, that was it was always impressive to me and and just the way they were with their clients as in like their doctors and the people that in those offices I thought that was really awesome and I found a lot of uh, parallels between what they were doing to serve them between what we want to do for our clients and, and just keep everybody happy and really just serve them to the best of their ability and work on those connections. Because I think the connections that they had, and they were always, and the reason I knew about this was because they were having these people over for dinner with us, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And it was just like, it was really cool to me, but that was awesome. No, they worked, they worked their ass off for yeah. sure. And I always, I, you know, I appreciated that too. So I don't know. I kind of got into it that way. And then sort of just fell into it. Just, 
one thing after the next. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, so you have family friends or your wife's family friends. You see that they're successful. They're, they're doing their thing. They're running a business. Sounds like you could steal their model if you wanted to kind of like my niche thing that I was mentioning. Right. But the, the, so obviously when you're helping these folks, there are some pain points, right? So what, what were these people in, in, Again, you said this from the outside looking in, they're successful, everything's great, but you know this when we're as advisors, when you dig in on the financial side of things, not that people are doing things poorly, but there are pain points or there are stresses that they think about. What what are the common things that you see with your medical sales folks as far as pain points? Yeah. And the interesting thing is too, that uh, those family friends, I actually don't work directly with them, but they were really helpful in... uh, kind of explaining to me what they've dealt with along the way. And obviously they're kind of past the point of starting their business. So it's, it's a lot different for them than it is for maybe younger people. But um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times the challenge is it's, it's basically just like, and and you know, this it's when you're starting a book or you're starting to try to get clients and really build your income up and build relationships with doctors to get those accounts um, there's time constraints and there's a lot of time on the road or they're really just put in the work. I mean, th- these people like us, we're working 70, 80 hours a week sometimes. And, um, with that, you know, income fluctuates generally, generally speaking, I mean, it's not like they're scraping by low income people, but, um, you know, I mean, usually they'll have a high salary, but the majority of people's income is going to be commission based on those accounts. So that, that's always a challenge. That's always a challenge when, when income's a little bit more fluctuating. Yeah. So how how do you solve for that? So what do you do for the folks that are starting off? And then we'll go to the other end too. Like when, when they are more successful and they've been around for 20 or 30 years, how do you help those yeah. folks too? But like the people starting off again, driving around, they're busy, right? Yeah. Uh, they may not be thinking of these things or maybe they are and it's stressful. So how are you helping the folks that are newer on the newer side of the business? Yeah. So on the newer side, once they start, once they start really making, making really good money, um, usually the thing that you want to avoid is lifestyle creep, which just means like kind of living off of what you're making. So my, my people who have been around a little bit, um, first of all, just working with me, they're, they're identifying the fact that they need to kind of focus on this. Um, but offloading it to me is, is where I come in and I can actually really help them. Like, Hey, you know what, this month we, we had a really good month. We're going to take some of this money and kind of put it towards what we need to do for the rest of the year. And just keeping that in mind, making sure that we're not going overboard when, when we have a good month come in, things like that. But just making sure that our cash flow is properly allocated to what counts we're contributing to. And I, I mean, we can go really deep yeah. into that, but generally speaking, just kind of keeping the the plan steady yep. so that when, you know, it's inevitable, sometimes months are not going to be as great. So just not panicking about that because we, we kind of plan for it is, is always, I mean, that's like the easiest way to make someone feel better, <laughs> put their mind yeah. at ease like that. So what about the other end of it? You have folks that have been around for 20, 25, 30, 35 years. They've saved a lot of money, maybe, uh, or the folks that we talk to are and or have. Now, what what do those folks face that may be different than the folks that are newer in the business? Yeah. And so when, when a client comes to me, it's a lot different than when I've been working with them for a little while. But when I see somebody who's been around for a while, I find a lot of times... Um, you know, they might have way too much money sitting in the bank and that's just an issue, but it makes people feel good sometimes. So you kind of got to back off and be a little bit careful with that just because it's easier for me to say, Hey, 
you know, you've got $300,000 sitting in a, in a savings account or a couple of savings account, hopefully. But, um, you know, that's easy for me to say that's way too much, but if that makes someone feel comfortable, we kind of got to work in a way where I'm really explaining to them why I think that way and why I think that might be a little too much. What other things we could be doing with that to set them up properly down the road and really why there's just such an opportunity cost of things like that. So that's like the number one thing I see, but realistically, where I, I think I, where I think I had the most value is coordinating with their spouse based on what accounts we're contributing to, because a lot of people just don't think of it this way, where what they're contributing to and maybe their 401k or fourth to be wherever they're working um, is really going to affect the other spouse and then what they're contributing to, because especially ideally if they're, if they're doing taxes together and, you know, you can offset that type of stuff, but just, there's so much that needs to be coordinated between the two spouses. It sometimes is just totally overlooked especially because even if you've been around for 25, 30 years, you're still working a lot. <laughs> so, so some of these things get, you know, they yeah. fall by the wayside. All right. So you, I mean, you just mentioned a ton of stuff and you're not wrong. You can dive deep into every single thing you just said. So it, to, to bring it all together, you probably, and I know you do, so I'm going to ask it this way, but you have a process in place for working with these folks. Like what, what does that process look like? Yeah. So I kind of touched on it, but the first thing I like to do, I like to get people organized, get them all set up. I heard this really cheesy analogy a while ago. And, um, I always come back to this because I think it's really good, but, um, like a GPS, right. To figure out where you're going, you got to first figure out where you are. Okay. So super cheesy, but that's so true in, in financial planning. Like, uh, if someone comes into me I, and again, Generally speaking, someone's not starting with a with a company with their first, you know, associate sales rep job and then staying with them for the next 25, 30 years. Usually you might be bouncing around a little bit trying to find where you really like and what works for you. So with that, you know, there might be a mess of retirement accounts. Some if you're in a bigger company, sometimes you're getting stock options that people are, you know, they get they get advice from different people and they might just see having those accumulate somewhere in an account. Getting all of these things again organized, you know aligned with one another is absolutely huge. So that's like the absolute first thing we need to do. It's the easiest thing, I think, just because it's so obvious that it needs to be organized and everything on one sheet of paper. Yeah. Um. So we yeah. do that, get them in our planning software. That's more for me. <laughs> A lot of clients yeah. don't really care uh, about that part, but um, that's for me to help them. And then it, it's a really good way for me to explain to them what we're doing and why they're doing it. I try to make sure everyone can kind of tell me why we're doing things before I set them off on their way. But um, yeah, doing that, get them organized, get them coordinated with the other people in the household, what we're doing, who's contributing, what accounts, why. Um, another first thing we like to do is make sure we have the proper insurances in place. You know, especially if people come in with a young family, it's like they've been working so hard for so long these things definitely get forgotten. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just make sure you got the right disability insurance, life insurance, those types of things, just to protect your family. Um, estate planning, you know, I, I think it's more than it was in the past. But when I asked someone, if, have you gotten your will done? It used to be like 3% of people would say yes, but now it's, it's closer to probably 20 maybe. But that's something I really, I, I bring up every time I see somebody um, if it's not done. So those, those quick action items is what we're going to get done first. Get them coordinated and get all everything regulated. We're all understanding what we're doing. Then we kind of go into this monthly communication calendar that they get a copy of so they know when they're going to hear from me. And what I've heard, the feedback I've heard um, that they really like is every month I'm going to send them a video. 
about something. Sometimes it's sometimes it's actually really important and they need to listen to it. Sometimes it's more so just to say, hey, I'm I'm here. Let me know if you need anything. It's a lot easier for them to hit a reply in an email than to seek me out. But yeah. um the good thing about that is, you know, these people are on the road meeting with doctors, doing what they need to do. They can just watch that video when they get home at night. So, you know, it's not like I'm calling them to to bug them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I so, totally get it. Yeah. And I'm sure your clients feel the same way. So that's like, that's really like industry agnostic. You know what I'm saying? It's like no one really, people like that. People like to be able to watch this stuff on their own time. But yeah. I think of that for myself. Yeah. No kidding. I, I don't want to be called all the time. Like send, send me your stuff. Make sure I want to make sure that you're working. So I know you do a good job with the videos. I thought for sure with your analogy, you were going to say the kitchen junk drawer. Like, <laughs> that's another the one kitchen junk drawer and we organize it everybody's got the kitchen junk that's drawer. just yeah but that, that i take that i take that one personally because my kitchen junk drawer is atrocious so, so that's a bad example yeah. for me though <laughs> that's all right. yeah. um so and again these they're busy folks i like the communications calendar the, the process is in place um what are give me a success story you've had. Like, where have you actually put this into practice? And then I don't dive into this too much. Cause I actually want to do a second podcast on like how like real, I'll call them case studies or like real examples. Obviously we won't use real names, but give us one right now. Don't dive into it too much. We'll dive into it more next time. And then uh, we'll take it from there. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'll go, with, I'll go with this one just because this was pretty, uh, pretty recent actually, but this okay. was interesting and this is not uncommon either. But I had a I had a guy uh, message me on LinkedIn because he told me that one of his friends from college works with me and he's been telling him, you know, hey, you got to meet with Marshall. Just, you know, just meet with him because he's just bugging him to meet with me for a while. And he, he was totally, totally skeptical about this. And and it's fun for me to realize, like, understand, like, hey, like, you know, what's your experience with financial advisors? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, yep. And this is where it kind of, like, this might resonate with some people, but yeah. those two guys had another buddy from college who worked in an insurance company for, for a very short period of time, but it was long enough where, you know, they want to help them out. You ask them, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm working here, you know, uh, hop on a zoom call with me and I'll explain to you what I'm doing, that type of thing. And he ended up with, um, he ended up with, with, a uh, life insurance, uh, policy that he probably didn't really need. And he found that out so that he didn't, that soured his taste with his buddy there. Okay. And that soured his taste with all financial advisors, super skeptical. Now this guy was in his mid thirties. I think he was 30, I think he's 35. And he and his fiance, you know, hopped on a zoom call with me and I explained them what I do. Their, their wedding was coming up. They were getting married in like three weeks. I couldn't believe they were meeting with me at this point. I was like, guys, three weeks for my wedding. I was like doing everything, <laughs> but thinking about this. So I gave him credit for that. But anyway, um, you know, they wanted to talk to me because they had just had that money conversation <laughs> that like, yeah. and they weren't like super young. Not like these people were like 25 or 26, right? They're, they're mid thirties. So they've been established. They've been working. He was a medical sales rep. He's been one for about eight years. And, um, she works in a school. She's, she's a, actually a school nurse. And, um, they were talking about money for the first time and, and he was just shocked and, and it wasn't like he was angry or anything, but he was like, oh my gosh, like she has $70,000 in student loan debt. And, and that, that freaked them out because Did they he, postponed the wedding. No, no, I, I encouraged him to not <laughs> postpone the wedding, but so he had, he had about $200,000 sitting in the bank and he wanted, he was planning on just paying those off. 
you know, paying them off. Meanwhile, their federal loans, she hasn't made a payment in almost three years or maybe over three years now at this point. But, you know, so that was one of the main things that led them to meet with me. Yeah. Okay. And that was an, that was an interesting conversation. It's one I've had 300 million times that conversation about maybe we don't <laughs> want to do that. Let's do something different. Um, so I eased his mind on that, but from that, I think that earned his trust where I was able to actually get in and actually do some planning work for them mm -hmm. because now they're married. I mean, this is, this is a few months ago. So they were married last week or last month. I mean, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, so we were able to do that, get them in, do that, coordinate their, uh, coordinate their contributions, all that, because I, they didn't realize this, but this could be the first year that they're going to marry or file married jointly yep. on their taxes. We um, are meeting with a an accountant at some point this year just to make sure that that makes sense because, you know, I mean, there's a ton of different reasons why that could or could not make sense. But um, yeah, just getting hooked up with an accountant was super helpful to them. They don't have any kids, but they plan to. So I was encouraging them to maybe get some cheap term insurance in place so that, you know, you can kind of grow into that insurance need. There's a lot of different things that we needed to do. Like I said, he was in the industry for eight years. He's actually, this is actually his fourth company. So he had those 401ks all just sitting where they've been. So we kind of, we just, we consolidated those just to easily keep track of them. Just simple things like that, but they were super thankful and, and they're in a much better spot than they were. He didn't have anything. He's at a current, he's a company now where he's going to be getting stock options, which is okay. great. But you know, we got, we got to cross that bridge when we get there. None invested yet, but, um, yeah. So all these things are we keeping track of. So that's so you're, so if I'm listening to this, I'm thinking, uh, again, because we just talk about how busy these folks are. And again, I try to put myself in their shoes. So first meeting is a get to know Marshall. Marshall may gather some info if those folks are comfortable with Marshall. Right. So yeah. get to know, gather some info, second meeting, and just correct me if I'm wrong. You want to present basically a rough draft of, hey, here's what we went over last time. This is the stuff on one page. Let's make sure we get this dialed in a little bit more and make sure we know where everything is. A quick interruption. Six Point Financial Partners is taking on new clients. If you would like to take the next step in planning your future with Dave or the Six Point team, please visit them at www.sixpointfp.com to schedule a time or reach out via LinkedIn, Facebook, or simply find us on the internet by searching Six Point Financial Partners. Okay, back to the show. Yeah, that one's more, it's basically, so that first meeting, I want to tell you, that goes, it can go any which way. That goes one of a million ways, right? Yeah. So these people, like I said, that was like a venting session where they were explaining to me their past, you know, situation that they've had that I kind of, touched on but you know that was me kind of explaining why maybe that model doesn't work getting them explain like, understanding what they're looking for and then uh kind of explaining how i can help them and then we did pretty much immediately agree that this would make a lot of sense so then that next meeting yeah i i i gathered some info and really quickly just gave them a balance sheet of where they can actually see everything and when you see everything like that it's a little shocking because again there's just things everywhere. So uh, the the need to consolidate and just organize these things is obvious. So, yep. you know, yeah. It's just taking the time to do it. So then, then the third right. meeting is actually making it happen. But you're, my, my question is, if I'm listening to this, it's like we're all over the place. We're talking about accounts all over the place, bank accounts, insurances, estate planning. Like how long does this take? <laughs> Am I going to have to put 20 hours in with Marshall? <laughs> so like I said, I was shocked that they were doing this 
this close to their wedding, right? But we had them onboarded. In, like, I was working a little bit quicker just because I knew they were going to be super yeah. stressed. So we actually did this in like two weeks. It was, it was, it yeah. was a crash course. That's not really typical. Usually it's closer to a month just because, you know, like I said, coordinating three people's calendars usually a little bit challenging, but um, especially when, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're all over the place as a, as a medical salesperson, but um, yeah, usually it's between two and four weeks, four, four weeks, you know? So, so how much time do I, does like, if Dave, Dave is a medical salesperson, he meets with Marshall, is this going to be like 20 hours of behind the scenes? I need to dig statements out and stuff. Or is this like, no. Okay. So that first meeting can go anywhere <laughs> between like 30 minutes to an hour and a half sometimes just if people are really, 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 yeah. you know, talking, yeah. but, um, it's flexible. I mean, I get it. Like, you know, I get it. You're on the road. I've met with people like sometimes that second meeting when we're actually gathering info, they're sitting in their car waiting to go into somewhere or waiting to yeah. go into like a, you know, you go grab lunch or something. So a lot of times that's, that's how that second meeting is happening. And I'm just mm -hmm. getting a list of things that I need to actually gather from them. Then I send them an email. They get a nice list. And again, they can do this whenever they want. Usually I get emails from people like one or two in the morning, just because that's when they can get this stuff done, which is again, I, yeah. I respect it, but, um, yeah, I send them the list of things I need and then we kind of start working from there. It's it's mostly behind the scenes. I might need to hop on like a like I might shoot them like a you know, like an email or something, say, hey, what's what's going on here? But from their standpoint, the the goal for me is to make this as easy as possible for them and, and just the path of least resistance. So I mean, we've been doing this long enough where we've got it down pretty well, where I think people are impressed at how, well, this is kind of easy. It's kind of like, it's kind of like another stupid analogy, but when you go to the doctor, you got to get shots, but oh, wow, it's over already. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like that. Yeah. So, so meeting with Marshall's like getting a shot is what yeah, I Yeah. But better, way better. Yeah. yeah. Way better. <laughs> so you're okay. So first meeting, you do your thing. Second present the, and then in between meetings, I'll just fill this in Marshall is I, cause I've seen you work before we, we send our whole firm does this with different, obviously, uh, parts of the market or different niches, but we'll, we'll send action item lists. So it's like, Hey, great to meet you, Marshall. Wanted to follow up. Here are the three things I need from you before the, our next meeting. Yeah. And then we'll knock those things off. And because Marshall's right, we don't want to be overwhelming. Like most people that we meet with, we could absolutely overwhelm. We could show them a 200 page financial plan. We could go crazy. And then it's just demotivating, right? It's, it's the opposite. So we want like the small actionable items, maybe one and two, one, two, and three at the most, but most of the folks we're meeting with just by the first meeting process, they know that we're thinking of all the things and it will all come together eventually, but we need to knock off the top priorities first, which for these folks, Marshall, it sounds like it's just number one, get organized. Number two, let's get our accounts working in alignment with each other. Number three, let's make sure we're reviewing. Marshall's actually working for me. And uh, then as far as like proactive review months. So how often are you meeting with these people once they become a client? Yeah. So, well, before we get to the proactive review months, while yeah. we're moving money and actually doing things like that, every single time something happens during that onboarding process, you're going to get an email just saying, hey, no need for a response, but just so you know, this happened. Because what I find is people get a little nervous. It's like, hey, all this money has been sitting where I knew it's been. I haven't really been able to look at it all. But now what's going on? Like, all I know is I signed these DocuSigns and, and what? So that I think that's important to mention, just so people understand, like, they're going to be made aware of what's happening along the way, too. But after they're on board and all that, usually I'll touch base with them, try to try to coordinate a Zoom call if they want about four weeks after that, just to make sure everyone's still understanding what we're doing, why we're doing it. 
um, tie up any real loose ends. There's usually not a lot to address there, but that's usually just a nice check-in meeting. And then from there, I'm going to meet at least annually, and I'm going to make them meet, meet, meet with me at least annually. <laughs> but a lot of times, it, that's never an issue just because, you know, things happen throughout the year, you know, and they they might shoot me a message or something and say, hey, Marshall, you know, what do you think about this? They go, well, hey, if you want to coordinate, a, you want to get on a Zoom call, let's do it. If not, this is maybe how I'd respond to that. But those types of things, I get everybody's, uh, like I said, a lot of times people might have stock options if they're a little bit bigger of a company. So I have all of their vesting schedules in my calendar. And then a week ahead of that, I usually give them an update and just say, hey, just a reminder, I'm sure they're getting them from their company too, but it's going to come from me too. Hey, just a reminder, you know, you're going to have five, you, you're going to get the stock option uh, granted to you. Let's, let's, what are we doing? You know, what are we going to be doing? And so a lot of times that actually kind of triggers a, a meeting too. But again, they're quick. It's like, you know, cause I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not keeping people on the phone for forever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Marshall, let's, cause we could talk about this forever. I want to make this not too long of an episode. Let's, let's do another one where we can get into some actual case studies, but I would like to, uh, not, not to tease it, but I'll call it, I'll call it that. I want to go through, like, I always default to the six points, the name of our firm, right? What do you do for these folks? As far as investment planning, what do you do for risk management, retirement income planning, estate planning, tax planning, and then their custom goals, which may be the stock grants and other things that these folks run into. But if we could walk through what you do specifically in each of those categories for a, uh, we'll call it a case study or a sample client again, I think that would be really helpful for the, uh, for the listeners for this. So um, yeah. do you have anything else to add for, for now? I know you want to keep it short for these guys. So, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's like people can hit pause on this, but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I think that's good for now. I think that's a good idea that we can dive more into a case study because it's funny. I mean, this stuff resonates with people. They hear it like, oh, wait, you know, they start thinking of things they've never thought about, not intentionally, but some people start to, you know, it incites panic sometimes just because people are like, oh, no, I really got to get on top, top of this stuff. And it's one of those things. It's like you blink and you've been in the industry for 10 years and it's like, oh, wow, I've never really thought of any of this. Yeah, this is just, and we understand this for the listeners. Like, this stuff hangs over your head until it's organized and somebody's handling it for you. And you know, you're proactively being communicated with like who really wants to run out and get a financial plan. Like no right. one wakes up in the middle of the night and says, I can't wait to go get a financial plan. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But this is when we meet with people and take them through the process. It, it should be painless. It's quick. Marshall's got this, this niche built out. Marshall for, for this, to end this episode, how, how do folks get a hold of you or find you? Uh, well, I, I like LinkedIn for that. Um, you know, just look, just search me on LinkedIn. You'll find me, but I, I am building out and it's, it's a work in progress. We're always adding to it, trying to get it better, optimize it, but, mm -hmm. um, six point FP.com and then just forward slash med sales. You can go on there and, and, uh, we'll be adding resources as we, as we go here, but you know, that's, that's a nice place to start too. You can easily get in, in touch with me from on that landing page there too. So. Yeah, we'll get this uh, link to the podcast on there. And Marshall's got PDFs and samples and some other stuff that we'll be we'll be adding to that site. So, um, Marshall, I think that's it for now. Uh, folks, make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Six Point Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only.
The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative and educational purposes only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Six Point Financial Partners. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, Private Client Services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Six Point Financial Partners or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Six Point Financial Partners, and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.